0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Garage Athlete Show. We are on episode number 23, and we have a guest on for you today in Luke Mace. So Luke is one of the founders of Mace Muscles, who are a um, kit manufacturer based in the UK, who came about during the last lockdown as I think just basically was a bit of a, a bit of a punt on right the kit. (laughs) the kit that's out there either isn't very good quality or we can't get hold of it. So let's put our heads together, make a few bars, make a few plates, see if our mates want some, and it just kind of exploded from there. So I know Luke from uh, bodybuilding. So Luke competed at the Rhinos Classic. uh, It was last year, wasn't it? Last November. Yeah, last November. Um, Where did you place in that show? I think he came second in the or Sith. okay yeah um, second so, would have been awesome but i was yeah. happy with six anyway. <laughs> so luke uh, competed in it was classic physique and novice yeah, novice and yeah so i got to know him uh, through bodybuilding we kind of kept in touch over instagram and i've just kind of seen his business go from strength to strength and there's a couple of key factors that make mace muscles slightly different from some of these other fabricators that have kind of just popped up. So we're going to go into that today. So I'm going to hand over to Luke and if you could explain to us kind of like, what is your background? I know you've been in, um, well, the the making of stuff for a a long time (laughs) now, but it wasn't necessarily gym equipment. So where were you? let's go like 12 months ago what's the the background of the business how did you transition into like making gym kit and what's been kind of that journey for you since what the first lockdown hit in March?
1: Yeah um, well first and foremost appreciate um, you know being on it it's great to be able to sort of share our story um, yeah and I think I think what's nice about being able to share the story is hopefully it sort of inspires others to sort of do the same, you know, to sort of, you know, get sort of pen to paper because everybody has an idea, right. Um, But it's, it's then what to do with it. And, and sort of our success has really only purely been built off of action. You know, we, we, we'd had an idea, implemented it and it, it went bonkers. So, yeah, I mean, a a year back we, um, but we're as a main business, a conveyor manufacturer, Um, so we manufacture all sorts of conveyors out of aluminium steel, stainless steel. Um, we have, um, a collection of laser uh, machines, um, plasma cutters and a a full fabrication and welding setup. So we've, we've got quite a large facilities for manufacturing items. Um, and as a business has been going extremely well, um, up until March of, of this year, uh, March was looking at being one of our best months we've ever had.
0: Wow, okay. And, it
1: was the, and that's just purely
0: on the conveyor side.
1: Just purely on the conveyor side. The, the mace muscles hadn't even been a thought then. Um, middle of March hit and we started to get, you know, a, a little trickles of what's coming through with COVID and we got all staff members together and said, we're not quite sure what this is gonna look like. Um, but at the minute, it's business as usual. You know, we let everybody know where we were forecast-wise, that we were still on for one of our best months we've ever had. Um, and within a space of a week, it died, just like that, off a cliff. And and I remember th- you know, really um, struggling inside because as a business, you've really got um, – very little options um, when when business falls flat like that. I mean, we we run about forty two members of staff, um, and when you're a family business, everybody's yeah really sort of grafted into the family. Everybody's been sort of handpicked to do whatever role yeah. they're doing.
0: It's not like um, when you work at one of these big multinational companies and everyone's just disposable cogs you know every single person that's in that factory on a first name basis you probably know their families you're going to know a lot about them and just it's not just names on a spreadsheet it's if i've i've got to furlough half my workforce like they're all essentially taking a 20 percent pay cut
1: yeah well this was nice
0: place to be really is it
1: this was even before furlough had been announced yeah, so we'd, right, okay. as a business we 've always been relatively uh, you know, very sort of proactive with our sort of forward planning so as soon as we 'd seen this hit we'd um, as a leadership team we 'd sat down straight away and had a look at individuals that we had um, and you know, obviously, there was x amount that was in the bank we had x amount of individuals that we knew that we had to support you know with with business going down as as quick as it was. And we, we really had sort of two options. We could either um, sort of sit on our hands and ride this out and see how long we could weather this, um, or we could get our heads together and figure something out, um, which is exactly you know sort of what we did. Um, yeah, as you said, so Adam and I competed uh, last year. Yeah, with with yourself, um, we've yeah we've been gym bunnies for years. We've been training partners for as long as I can remember um and so for us as soon as it was announced again that gyms were going to be shut and we thought ah nuts this is just gone from bad to worse because you know for for a lot of us and, and you'd probably agree yeah the, the the gym is is your headspace time yeah that's yeah. your place where you can really just sort of unwind get all of your crap out that's in your head and just breathe a little bit um yeah, yeah so for us it was important to to get something you know, first and foremost for us so I'd, I'd set up camp at home, um, you know, working from home. So I had, um, at the time I didn't have an office, so I'd just put a desk in the, in the bedroom upstairs. Um, and Adam and Ben were, um, were in the factory. We'd taken the decision to furlough every one of our members of staff. Um, so there was only four of us that were, that were left on the team. Um, only because we didn't even know whether or not mace muscles would work it it didn't even have a name you know at the time mace muscles was simply an instagram account that adam and i'd started up maybe two or three months before the competition last year and we had maybe 100 and something followers um you know on it and that was that was where the name came from it was just something that we'd we'd set up previously um but yeah, we, we sort of got our heads together and thought, well, where's the opportunity now? Yeah, where can we potentially um, you know, sort of seize the market? Um, you know, and we, we spoke briefly just before this about sort of chunking up and chunking down. And, and for us, it was important to actually chunk back up again. So if somebody had previously asked us, what is it that you do? You know, we'd come back and say, well, we're conveyor manufacturers, you know, which is relatively niche. But actually when you chunk that back up again what we are is we're manufacturers of both steel and aluminium products so when you then look at it with a broader scope like that we go well what steel products are there and what aluminium products are there potentially and then we'd had a look at the weight lifting kit and we thought well perfect for us um we can use our own kit and exactly as you said it was i wonder actually if we got any mates who'd appreciate you know some of these um I then spent a weekend designing the website, Um, Adam and Ben spent their weekend cutting the first, um, you know, the first plates. um, And, and it was really quick, quick turnaround. So the first plates we'd done, we'd spoke to our powder coaters who are on the same industrial estate as us. They'd done the same furloughed everybody. It was their MD who was working. Um, And all of those plates were just done in silver. Now, he wasn't ramping things up i didn't have time or adam and ben to um to put another load of plates through to then wait for them to be powder coated so i had our design engineer to photoshop the plates so that they were the olympic colors which is what we started with so the original pictures that were put up were just a photoshopped version of the silver plates that we'd originally got done Um, but we then, uh, yeah, we launched again just on Instagram. Um, originally, um, I tried with um, with eBay, but sellers' fees are, are, are just That's ridiculous are silly and on PayPal. There. And by exactly. the
0: time, yeah, by the time you add in the eBay fees and the PayPal fees and yeah, so 15, for you guys
1: down anyway
0: exactly and then you guys are all paying VAT as well because exactly, of the rest funny. of the com- uh, the rest of the company being yeah. such a high turnover where some of these smaller fabricators that are literally just a welding shop that are like oh we will make these to order that's yeah. why they're so much cheaper because yeah. they're, they're not paying VAT on that that, yeah. that steel has probably just gone missing yeah' um, because that's not their normal work, yeah. so they've probably actually they've made money off you and then they've made money off that steel that would normally have gone into what their normal thing was but yeah. those those uh,
1: <laughs> steel sheets have just disappeared yeah. don't you love it? Then you love it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean that, thats certainly the position that we found ourselves in, and that is just one of them pigs. Yeah. So when we're having a look at what sort of costing we can we can do on it, everybody looks at it and and thinks, "Wow, yeah, that's expensive." But the, the, nobody thinks about what actually a the work that goes into every single one of the plates, for example, but also the fact exactly as you said, there's very there's already a twenty percent. increase because there's that get away from that at all um oh i don't know if you've frozen there mate there
0: we go i think we're back, man. Be back yeah so we heard um basically the costs that go into the actual making of the plates yeah. so you've yeah. got obviously the cost of the raw materials first the cost of the labor mm. just setting and it's it's one of those things when people are just like oh like the five kilo plates they're like four pounds a kilo Yeah, but it costs. The baseline cost is the same to set up that machine to do a run of five kilo plates as it is to do twenty kilo plates. However, when it's a twenty kilo plate, you can probably get a slightly cheaper price per kilo, just because Mm. it's economies of scale, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. So, so we'd ended up. I think we'd ended up going through close to about three hundred tons of steel. Um, which is, uh, yeah, it's a ridiculous amount of, of any product to go through. But when, when you've got that amount of steel going through, I mean, we'd had our laser running nearly 16 hours a day constantly to keep up with demand. It was just relentless. So, um, slowly, but surely we're able to bring every single member of staff back in um the uh, our factories are are, are pretty large which meant that everybody was able to you know to still keep their distance as needed so we we just set up different stations so um for grinding purposes for example for finishing the plates as they came off the laser we had you know a station where one individual was finishing one side of the plate that then got flipped and put to another individual so yeah we made sure that the the sort of processes are in place um but then it was all about, for us, how loud we could shout, mm. you know, and, and how quick we could scale up. Um, yeah, one one of the things that we do in business is we don't tend to do things by halves. So if we have an idea, we really, yeah, we really go for it and try to make it as as big as possible. And, you know, whether it's you know any other venture that we've that we've done in the past. Um, so for us, we'd sat down again and thought, well, how, how can we make this as big as possible? Um, you know, we were passionate about the sport that we were in with bodybuilding. Um, we also knew that there were a lot of other, uh, you know, potential contacts through maybe strongman, um, you know, other sorts of areas. So, so we started reaching out, you know, started reaching out to have a look at, um, you know, sponsored athletes. Um, and, the, you know, a good question is why. What, what's the point in in having a sponsored athlete on there? It raises profile. Yeah, you know, it, it, it hugely raises profile. As you said, it, it puts us across as not being a rinky-dink operation, um, but actually, if you've got the likes of Graham Hicks, if you've got the likes of Josh Maley, you know, who are playing at the top of their games, yeah. who are sponsored I by Muscle, they go.
0: Yeah. I think mean, Josh is the current Mr. Olympia, not Mr. Olympia, Mr. Universe. Is that right? Mr. Universe. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And yeah. then uh, who is the other guy? He's the British. He's a British champion, isn't he? And strongman?
1: So Graham Hicks is yeah. Uh, yeah, Britain's strongest man. Um, great guy. Real nice family fella. Um, yeah, so we'd we started reaching out. I mean, Tom Bailey, who's an Olympic um, Paralympian as a, oh. on table tennis. Um, we'd had a look at a variation of different sports um, and just just reached out again because every single one would have a different collective of individual who would follow them. So from sports then, we then thought, who else has done really well in this sort of sphere? And obviously the first one that comes to mind is Gymshark. Mm. Um, And when you have a look at what their plan was, first and foremost, it was influencers. Mm. So we thought, we need to go big. Yeah, we need to go bigger than this. Yeah, you've got these, yeah, you know, these, these sports men and women who have the tens of thousands of followers, but then you have influencers who have potentially hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of followers. So that's what we did, and that was that was everybody from uh, diversity to Scott Mills to all sorts that that we'd reached out to. Um, yeah, to, to be able to work with, um, we'd, we'd got a lot of the, um, sort of love Island, uh, you know, guys who were, you know, it's, they were, they were current at the time. So individuals yeah. who a, you know, sort of looked after themselves physically, but also were current and had a large following base again, profile, you know, so that we were in front of a lot of people's faces. Um, but what's so awesome now is that they've got the kit. So all it took now going into round two was contacting every single one of them again, saying, listen, smashed it for us last time. Really appreciate your work that you're doing. Really looking forward to seeing the content moving forward. Just a quick little reminder, boof, we're in front of everybody again. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's And it's brilliant. And because of your branding on your plates, it's quite distinctive as well.
0: Like yeah. you can see, I, I've seen it on my stories of other personal trainers that are like so i'm in a um a business development group called the ote so mm. i follow a lot of those trainers and a lot of those trainers i can see that they're using mace muscles plates on their stories and stuff so yeah. even if it's not somebody who you're working with directly just because of the distinctness of your product and people are starting to see it pop up mace mace muscles what is that and they'll then go and search it so yeah. it's you you I think you've had a perfect storm there in terms of the things you've been able to control, mm. which is how your product looks, how you're marketing it, especially. And then it's just been kind of a snowball effect from there. So it, it's been a pleasure to watch you guys grow and just because I think I was contact. I think I'd spoken to you guys like right at the start yeah. when you had the, uh, the eBay shop up and I was just like, oh, am I okay to share this? Cause I know a few guys that are probably going to be wanting <laughs> to uh, have this kit and just to see it kind of go from that to where you guys are now. It's been amazing to kind of watch. So when did it like shit, like proper, like hit the fan when you kind of like looked at your website and when Jesus, how are we going to cope with this? Like was there a particular day where it's just like, I don't know, the numbers like shot up when you saw a big surge in demand or was it more gradual?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it, 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 when, when we say that we'd, we'd done you know, between, you know, around 300 tons, it, it's, it's relatively easy for individuals to work out what sort of yeah, – you can go and have a look on the website and you know sort of what the pricing is and you can work that out with the kilos that are there and yada, yada. So it gives you a rough idea as to, as to what's what. Um, but there were days when it was just bonkers. So, um, we'd, we'd obviously run a stock system online. So as soon as something's out of stock, it's, it's out of stock until we then replenish, um, through April was pretty damn crazy, but we were able to keep on top of it really well. Um, and because throughout April we were really starting our marketing shift to influencers, um, towards the end of April and the beginning of May, um, we tripled um, what what our production was and If we could have made more we 'd have sold more um, okay. it was It was just that that busy. Um, it was it was phenomenal. We were extremely blessed to, you know, to sort of be in the position that we were in um, because we were able to bring everybody back off a of furlough again, you know, which yeah. for us was the most important bit It meant that we were able to look after 40 other family members and their families um, to, to bring them back into into MACE. So, yeah, it was, that was a hell of a time, and and there were times when we it would it would dwindle off over the week, and we'd announce that there was going to be a huge stock update on either the Saturday or the Sunday, um, and each time we did that, the stock that we'd put in within the space of about an hour, it would go, um, right. and at any given time, we'd put a, a stock value online of between twenty to thirty grand. Right. Um, okay. So when you're doing that in the space of you know, a couple of hours, um, it's just mad. Absolutely yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <that's> mad. <laughs> but it was, you know, we were, you know, obviously it was an extremely grateful position, you know, to be in, to be able to have that amount of work um, going through. It was a stressful, stressful time because it was, it was all hands up on deck. Um, I
0: was going to say the the great British public aren't very uh, patient when it comes to, <laughs> we're so used to 24 hour turnaround, you order something yeah. on Amazon is there the next day. Yeah. And it's one of those things I've seen quite a lot of these like bigger companies where they're over promising and then under delivering and people are mm. pissed off. Yeah. It's like, right, we're in the middle of a, we're in the middle of a pandemic Everything's yeah. shut down. Yeah. Some things are completely out of your guard's control. Like I can imagine couriers are a nightmare to deal with when oh, you're dealing with those levels of mate. stock to kind of go through because it's yeah. not like you're you're gonna be doing pallets and pallets and pallets every single day. And mm. as you said, like a lot of these companies probably had people on furlough. Um, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So there's a supply chain and and this is just it where Hopefully, by being able to get you on here and explaining some of these things about like how a business works, like it will give people a little bit more patience when it comes to kind of these sorts of things. Like just because up until February this year, like you could get like three day turnaround on your stuff, doesn't mean necessarily it's always kind of going to be like that.
1: That's right. And at the beginning of lockdown, yeah, on on the first phase of lockdown, we were able to do it at sort of two to three work days. Um, but that the couriers was the first thing that disappeared off the face of the planet. Right. Um, and, and because we had the two meter bars that we used, um, there's not many courier services that are able to do that. And and any that did were extortionate at the time. So what we ended up doing was working with a local firm who we'd we'd worked with previously um, for our own products, but same day courier services. So um, any day we'd have between eight and 10 vans come in and collect the goods that then they'd have a route that was planned out. So every single one of these routes had to be planned by hand to see, you know, so we had maybe, I don't know, 60, 70 postcodes a day that would mm-hmm. that'd be coming through. So you'd have to plot that, you know, you'd have to go through every single one of those postcodes, track it, see how many miles it was. So that you, oh, honestly, when you're talking about operational nightmares, yeah. this was it. And I remember doing a story I think it actually went on IGTV um, of, of you know, just sort of showing, I think we had eight or nine pallets going out on that one particular day. Um, and I tried to explain a little bit as to the operational nightmare that it is to be able to run something that big and, and ramp it up that quickly during a freaking pandemic when nobody else is working. And, and, you know, thankfully, on the, on the back end, so with our steel suppliers, um, they were fantastic. We were um, able to control to a large extent the stock that was coming in. Um, we kept our powder coaters running through lockdown because of the extent of work that we had coming through from there. So again, that was a control that we were able to have. Um, we did all of our own finishing work, our grinding, the actual laser cutting. So again, we had control over that. But as soon as it went over to courier's, we were stuffed <laughs>
0: so, yeah. so we
1: could make all the kit that we wanted. So we, for the first two months, we stuck with, um, same day couriers. We then thought lockdown must be easing a little bit. So let's put some out towards the nationals and see where they're going. Obviously they promised the earth this yada, 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 tracking systems, text messages, this, that, Oh, I could have shot myself. Honestly, the <laughs> wow. amount it went from, um, it, you know, a couple of people saying that they would either had late orders um, or they'd had um, wrong plates delivered, for example. And mistakes happen. It is just what it is. Yeah. But we just get it resent out again. Um, oh, it was a horrific nightmare sending it to the Nationals and... So very shortly after that, we pulled everything back to say, and we're still running same day couriers now, right? because I don't have faith in the national courier system at the minute still, um, and, and ones that we have sent out because they're in the outer Hebrides somewhere. <laughs> Um, there's still bars that go missing for a week or something, and you know even though right. we wrap it in the brightest yellow of um, of <laughs> you know of bits to try and make it really obvious as to what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. The, the couriers really was our biggest headache throughout the whole thing. And I can imagine yeah operationally the things that we could control we were able to do so um but as soon as it leaves us it was just out of our hands and you hit the nail on the head that the british public um we're an interesting bunch aren't we absolutely interesting bunch if we're told that it's going to be between two to five days and it's not there on day two i'm pissed off (laughs) where's my kit i've told you it's two to five days but it's two days Uh uh-huh <laughs> Where's the other end of that <laughs> <laughs> well, um if it's if it's <laughs> yeah it's one of those first world problems really isn't it when my no, no. stuff's not
0: here like in 48 hours or right? in all the day but yeah. it is what it is isn't it um people set expectations so I think we've, we've gone over, like, the influences and your marketing. So, like, how else have you set yourselves apart from some of these, like, other fabricators that have just kind of, like, popped up? So, yeah. as I said, you, you see them all the time on Facebook, on Instagram, things like that, where it's, like, you can tell it's just some, some guy in his workshop that normally, like, makes gates for a living or something like that (laughs) just because normally they are at the bottom it's like these plates are made to order so the wait time is like a week because you've got to tell me what i'm going to do and yet they're still charging like three pounds a kilo or whatever and it's like so so how what would you say makes your place different to just going down to a local welding shop and asking somebody
1: to do it um, I think first and foremost, we, we use a CAD system to be able to do all of our designs, you know, so it's what we don't do is we don't put them through as a calibrated plate. But if you go back on our posts that we've done, you weigh a 20 kilo and, and they're 20 kilo plates and, and, and most people pick up a plate and go, God, it feels heavier than a normal 20 kilo or a normal 10 kilo. Cause I guarantee you nine times out of 10, the rubber crap that you used to using down the gym doesn't actually weigh what it says it actually weighs. So yeah, that, that's the nice thing with steel because it's yes, the grade differs very slightly. Um, but if, if we uh, marketed it specifically as a calibrated plate, we'd have to test every single steel batch that we'd get in. So, and again, because this was all about time, we yeah we just put out, you know, the, the sort of post of saying, this is how much they weigh the end. <laughs> so job done. So Essentially um,
0: they are calibrated, but you're not allowed to say that they're calibrated. In uh, your marketing.
1: We, we can, we can, we, yeah, we can say it, um, but yeah. because we, we don't have control of the grade of steel and, and they'll have a fluctuation of hundred grams, 200 grams, whatever, you yeah. know, over the space of a 20 kilo plate, for example. But, um, but you've got such a tolerance of a specific calibrated plate that Mm. it would take time to adjust the drawing every single time we put a new sheet on, um, which we don't have time to do when you're sending out eight ton of kit every single day. So, um, yeah, I mean, our background is in design and manufacture. So from our point of view, what's important, yes, you may look at a plate and say, it's just a lump of steel. Um, but it's more than just the plates. We've got the plates, we've got the bars, we've got squat stands, racks, benches. Now, now what's important about products is actually is that A, that they're designed to the right standards, but also B, with any product here in the UK, it's got to be CE certified. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we have a design suite, because we've got specific design engineers doing it, anybody who's purchasing the kit can know that actually it's got all its CE marking to it you know, as I said before, we're not a rinky dink operation. We're very good at what we do. Um, so the products that we put out are very good also. Um, so yeah, what I find it quite a compliment actually that others are are copying what we did. I think we were one of the first to the plate. Um, we were certainly one of the first to, to sort of be shouting and to really sort of make waves within, within this space. Um, but also from our point of view, in all honesty, there's plenty of work for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if there's if there's, there's other guys who, are,
0: at the end oh. of the day, since
1: the new lockdowns come out, we've
0: seen it already where plates are back up at like three pound, four pound a kilo for just yeah. some wrought iron stuff that somebody's had in their garage and rusted through. So Crazy. as you said, the demand is still there because at the end of the day, if people weren't buying it people wouldn't be able to sell it kind of and yeah, they're right. the forces of yeah. supply versus demand in the and we live in a capitalist country so people can complain till the cows come home but that's what a capital. that's what happens in a capitalist culture
1: yeah.
0: supply stays stable demand goes through the roof prices go up yeah. same in reverse when all this eventually calms down whether it takes 6 months a year 2 years or whatever for us to come out of the cycles of lockdowns and stuff yeah. there is probably going to be a surplus of home gym equipment oh, 100% the prices will come right back down because yeah. people aren't going to want to have squat stands in their dining room if they don't have yeah. a garage that they can stick it in they yeah. A lot of people will go back to using gym facilities, but I think it's this whole period is gonna completely change the landscape yeah. of the fitness industry. I think a lot of people will keep their home gym kit because it's convenient. I think a lot of them will go back to gyms, mm. but they'll also use their gyms at home. So for yeah. me personally, that's that's what I do. I go to a gym, well, while they were open, I was going I go to a gym like once a week. To use some bits of kit that are just like it's not it's not realistic for me to have like a chest press machine in my home gym because it's a big machine, it takes up a lot of space and it's got one use. Whereas a squat rack, I can do a lot of things in there within kind of a small amount of space. So I go to the gym to use specific bits of kit that I can't use at home, but the majority of my training is done at home, which Mm has meant actually that well, I'm competing again next year. I'm going to have a little bit of an advantage on some of the people I'm competing against because they've not been able to take full advantage of their off-season because they're having to use bands and little bits of dumbbells, whereas I can still be doing my progressive overload. My training has just been tweaked slightly. I've had to drop a couple of exercises because I don't have... Like a glute ham raise machine at home, or I don't have a chest <laughs> press machine, so yeah, I'm having yeah. to do use dumbbells and barbells. But yeah. I'm happy to do that, and I think I think it is going to change the way a lot of the British public look at mm. fitness, and that you yeah. don't necessarily need to have a gym membership, especially these like pure gyms and stuff where there's no heart and soul in there, and you pay your fifteen pounds a month you're tied in for a year, but you go for a month. Like I think don't yeah. disappear.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I, and I a hundred percent agree. And we're working on something else actually at the minute, which is going to be potentially equally as disrupt, dis, dis, uh, disruptive to the market, okay. um, which is, which is really exciting. We just took, um, yeah the project started last week uh, so we should be releasing um over the next coming weeks um but really really exciting project which will be exactly within this space that you're that you're saying about now um i mean as as an avid gym goer myself as well i never thought that i'd be you know over the moon to be waking up still at ridiculous in the morning and just walking to my garage and happily training in there i mean yeah my habits have changed you know like that and and yes exactly as you said routines had to change slightly but honestly anything that I was doing with either cable work or or similar I just use dumbbells yeah it's just as easy and yes there's no leg press but there's variations of squat and lunges that that I can do uh, you know to be able to just sort of change it up and, uh, and the like. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think the the sort of shape of the fitness industry as a whole is changing. And I think that's going to be very good for a lot of different industries. I think it's going to be great for online coaching. Um, you know, and, and that sort of shift, which has been, uh, you know, there's been huge growth in that, you know, anyway over sort of lockdown as gyms haven't been able to, um, you know, to supply the demand that's, that's been there on that. Yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to, yeah, as you said, when gyms and, and normality sort of comes back to to us, what that does look like if people's habits will rechange to go back to the gym. Um, I think the gym as well, it's a great social side. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know that there was a good, you know, a good bunch of lads and bits that when we used to train down there, sounds like so long ago now that you <laughs> you'd go down yeah. to the gym. Um yeah, so there is that social aspect. So that will probably still drive some individuals back to the gym, and and even now, exactly as you, you know, once every now and again, I'd I'd be down the gym either over at Rhinos or at Corpus, um, you know, just to just have a, uh, just that feeling again of being in the gym. It's that smell, I flipping love it. You know, mm-hmm. when you go in there, there's just that recognisable. This of is going to be. Iron and beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's always that
0: one guy that refuses to shower before <laughs> going in. That's after really a full it. day at work, and he's just, you can smell him from the other side of the gym. Nasty. Just it's, yeah, miss oh, him. There's always, <laughs> there's always that one guy. So, in terms of obviously, we've just got into another lockdown. I'm guessing yeah. demand for products has just spiked back yeah. up a little bit. so what kind of does the future hold for mace muscles like are you going to be a flash in the pan is this now becoming like a cornerstone of the business so there will always be part of your business that's going to be designated to that which Mm -hmm. means obviously you're going to be putting r&d into kind of new products and things like that so what what does the future hold for you guys
1: yeah. I mean, we're at the end of all of our posts, we've always put since the beginning that we're here to stay and that's still the case. Yeah. That's still the plan. Um, you know, Mace muscles for, you know, there's a lot of us personally invested into it. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's part of our passion, uh, you know, as, as to what we do, you know, that you know, on the bodybuilding side and the exercise side, you know, the sort of mental health side of, of training and, uh, and that. So, yeah, we're R and D. There's there's huge development going in. As I said, there's a there's a really exciting project we're working on in this space with the Mace muscle space at the minute as well, which will be released over the coming weeks, which is gonna blow your mind. Um, <laughs> well, you heard that here exclusively first. That's there. You go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is going to be really, really. I mean, as soon as we'd sat down and and. Um, Every now and again, we come up with ideas that are just ridiculous, but this one I think is really going to really going to sort of uh, take Ruffly hold. Um, yeah, I think it will, but, but I think it will start to change. Um, yeah, sort of people's perception of, of gym uh, and the need to have you know potentially a, a small gym in the garage um so yeah we've got some really exciting plans for it so yeah watch this space we'll be sure to let you know as soon as it is uh you know sort of ready but it's something we're excited about not just that but there's other products that we're looking at at pulling through as well so
0: well i will make sure that when i see that i will put it onto the home gyms group uh which is actually about 4k members now i didn't realize we'd hit that uh, I'm just trying to find, there was a couple of questions. Sorry, my dog's just trying to get involved. Um, <laughs>
1: More the merrier. <laughs> uh, okay, so no. uh, yeah, James... Is- oh, sorry. Yeah, it's just continuous improvement of existing products and, um, you know, sort of bring new products out. Okay, dokie. So James
0: Crother has asked, any plans to make a plate loadable kettlebell
1: or 50 kg plates? Um, plate loaded kettlebells, not on the horizon. Um, yeah, we, we, we do get asked a, a lot for specific kit like that. Um, we're, we're looking at a number of products specifically for strongman events. Um, but a plate loaded kettlebell isn't one of those, um, a 50 kilo plate. Huh? Um, we, <laughs> we have working- a lot of power lifters in the group. Oh, do you? Yeah, a
0: lot of powerlifters and strongmen in the group.
1: Yeah. No, we're going to be bringing out um, on both sides of the scale. At the minute, we've got a two and a half kilo to a 20 kilo plate. We've got a 1.25 and a 25, which is on the horizon. Okay. Um, But a 50 kilo plate, not at the minute it's not um, the thing with
0: the steel calibrated plates as well is how much thinner are the steel plates compared to a normal raw tying plate so if you uh,
1: they're at least three times um thinner than a standard plate so you could fit two
0: 25 kilo plates in the space you would not in a in the space of what a normal twenty-five kilo plate would fit. Yeah, so
1: it, so a twenty-five kilo plate, um, because of the the circumference that it's got to be, it's got to be still at four fifty. Right. Okay. Uh, um. So we'd have to be probably out of a twenty-five mil plate.
0: Hmm.
1: Um. So um, off the top of my head, I'm not sure what these what a standard on a twenty-five kilo bumper plate would be but it would still be a hell of a lot thinner. <laughs> if yeah. it's a bumper plate, it's going to be, you'd probably be able to fit like three
0: <laughs> in that kind of space. So yeah, if it's if you're needing to load on more plates on the uh, thing, then if you go for the steel calibrated ones, they're yeah. going to be thinner anyway. And then yeah, um, from James again, also any specialist bars. So I know you guys already have the axle bar, don't you? So I think he's talking about things yeah. like, safety squat bars, Swiss bars, kind of, cambered um, bars. There's loads of different, again, powerlifting. I didn't know about any of these bars until I joined this group. And then all the powerlifters <laughs> came in and were like, right, we bench, we squat and we deadlift. So we create all these weird bars that just do yeah, those things it. better. Whereas bodybuilders- I need just to like, give me like a- this Yeah, <laughs> give me a straight bar, stick a hundred kilos on it and I'm gonna bench with it. And that's it, that's all I need. <laughs>
1: The end. Um, yeah, bar wise, um, one of the things that we've um, focused on is, is speed of production. So um, we've been able to manufacture our own one inch bars so far, which is just a fixed axle uh, bar. There's no bearings on, on the one inch bars. Uh, we've also done a, uh, an axle bar, which is a fixed two inch bar, which are 35 kilos just for the bar itself, which is a, a beast. Um, we have a short stubby axle bar, um, at, at both two-inch and one-inch. Um, we are also now taking delivery of um, two-inch uh, Olympic bars and EZ bars as well. Okay. So, but specific powerlifting bars, no, not at the minute. Again, there'll be potential um, further R&D moving on down the line. But where we are as of today, it's not something that our R&D have uh, have looked at.
0: No, I didn't uh, know you guys had done the, well, we're moving into the Olympic bar. So that's cool. Um, So, yeah, I think that about kind of covers the questions. So uh, is there anything else that you kind of like want to cover at
1: all? No, I think it was, uh, from my point of view, it's nice to be able to share the story as to where we've come from, um, what our future plans are, are looking like moving forwards. Um, You know, us as a business are are certainly here to stay. Yeah, with with Mace Muscles. Yeah, we've got some exciting sort of growth plans, as we said, moving forwards. Um, So yeah, I mean, it it is an exciting time. It's going to be an interesting one as well over the next sort of six months or so to see where where things go. And and it's really difficult to be able to predict what the market's going to do. Oh yeah. Um, But (laughs) yeah, yeah. One of so those.
0: uh for all those guys that don't already follow you um where is the best place to find mace muscles um like instagram facebook and then i'm guessing you guys have a website as well
1: Yes. Yeah. So uh, website macemuscles dot Instagram is at mace muscles. Same with Facebook at mace muscles. Um, the content, a lot of it is copied from from Instagram to Facebook, but Instagram's our our first place of uh, of contact. Um, but if you do need to get a hold of us for whatever re- for whatever reason, if you've placed order and you wanted to know what's happening we've got the phone number plastered all over the website. It's on Instagram as well. So literally pick the phone up. Um, And from us as well, that's one of the real sort of key points for, for what we do. It's the service and backup. So what we, we, we're not just silent. Yeah. We, we make sure that we've got, we've got a team in place in the office to be able to take care of all the, all the inquiries that are coming through. Um, So yeah, use us, let us know if there's anything that's, that's needed, but we're trying our best to make sure that a stock holding is up delivery times as quick as possible but as we said couriers are our biggest pain in the ass at the minute yeah, so
0: I can understand that.
1: we're doing all we can so well,
0: yeah hit us up well it's been great to have a chat to you today mates um and been good to get like a little bit more of a background about the the company and kind of everything that's kind of been going on and as i said there's been a lot of these copycat companies kind of like pop up so we know where we need to go if we are wanting to kind of go down the route of the uh the steel calibrated pipes rather yeah. than kind of waiting for six months for them to be imported from china well, um, yeah. so yeah been awesome to have a chat to you today mate um yeah, i will speak to you soon take it easy cheers man um,